Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, No Nation? It's your guy, Kelvin Hunt, editor of ChopChat.com. Welcome back to the Built for Playmakers YouTube channel. Man, uh, getting ready for this huge ACC championship game against Louisville uh, on Saturday night. I hope you had a chance to check out the uh, film review for the Florida game. Basically, we took a look at uh, Tate Rodemaker, how he he performed, and the guys around him. Um, You can find that. um, That's the video I posted before this one. Um, But as I was recording that video um, yesterday, um, a lot lot of things started happening that I didn't see until um, I finished recording uh, on social media. And uh, man, it's it's crazy what's happening right now. Um, FSU is in a they were already in a great position from a recruiting standpoint. Uh, You know, they have the best uh, recruiting class in the nation uh, when it comes to schools in Florida, in in the Sunshine State. They've done a great job of. Uh, accumulating talent from Florida and Georgia is something that we've harped on for the past couple of years and they've addressed that, but man, it's, it's, um, it's about to get even crazier uh, in a good way for the Knowles. Um, if you follow me on social media, you may have, you may have seen me um, pointing out some things regarding Miami and Florida all the way back in April and May. In May, I told, um, some Miami 247 guys that, you know, they were hyping up all of these official visits that they were going to have and how they were going to get the best defensive tackle class or D-line class in the country. And they got all these guys coming or whatever. But looking at the guys they had, they were taking before that, I knew Miami was in trouble. And I said as much. And, I mean, they were taking guys that they had no business taking uh, for Mario Cristobal and lo and behold, they didn't get – they got like 1% of the guys that they thought they were going to get. Um, at the time, they had like a 40% blue chip ratio. It's still around 40%. Um, they just took a defensive end from Alabama who does not have an Alabama or Auburn offer. He's ranked in the thousands in the composite. And so when you're taking a guys like that this late in the game, when you're offering a quarterback – that's in your backyard this late in the game, you know, the the writing's on a wall there, so to speak. Um, Their class consists of a ton of three stars. Uh, When you look at the per player average ranking, Miami has the 19th highest per player ranking, even though their total ranking is like number 12 or so, something like that. So um, there's a large gap between Miami and Florida state's class. When you look at a per player average, right? Uh, Florida State has a, a 70% blue, blue chip ratio and will will likely add some big time top 100 recruits uh, moving forward as we look to close out this recruiting cycle. Um, when you look at Florida, Florida had a, a really good recruiting class on paper uh, in June. Uh, I remember I was in Jamaica. And um, I saw they were just, you know, they were just on one and they were adding all these guys. Um, and I said at the time, I was like, man, you knew Florida wasn't going to be great this year on the field. And it was going to be difficult for them to hold on to these guys. And so they had a uh, they had a, 
11, I think it was 11 um, really high rated guys, but six of them were from out of state. Like I'm talking about like Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas, places like that. And they've already lost, they had already lost a couple of those guys in the last couple of weeks. And so of course, you know, they dropped from top, top three to their, uh, man, they're behind Florida state. I know that for sure. But as I was recording last night, they fired two coaches. They, 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 they fired their defensive line coach and um, Corey Raymond, who, who's well-known in recruiting circles. Um, not really, not really great at developing players, but he's a good, he's a good recruiter, but they fired those two guys um, yesterday. And so the responses by some of the, the commits that Florida has, it was almost like they didn't know it was going to happen. You know, uh, one highly rated safety uh, that they have, he's like the second or third um, highest ranked guy they have in their class. And he posted on social media. He was like, you know, WTH, like what the hell, right? <clears throat> and so you got to think um, they're, they're gonna be, there's going to be some fallout from, um, from that. And so, you know, They've already lost some guys. How is that going to impact the guys that they have um, that are that's still committed? You know, obviously, um, you you would think Napier has an idea who he wants to hire or who's going to hire, um, but that's no guarantee that that's going to solidify the class and keep it together. So they could they could lose some more guys from that class, and they probably were going to lose more guys anyway, considering how they finished the season with like five straight losses. Um, so when you look at where Florida is. Um, when you look at Miami, Miami, um, Miami's going to go to a bowl game, but they're they arguably may not even have a scholarship quarterback on the roster. Um, Tyler Van Dyke entered the transfer portal yesterday. Um, one of their um, top linebackers uh, entered the portal yesterday, and then one of their running backs entered the portal yesterday. So, what that tells me is usually, usually, you know, if you if you have a, a, a program of solid footing. These guys, you know, they know they're going to a bowl game. They, you know, can play in that bowl game and then enter the portal or whatever. Um, but the, the portal, the portal window did did change though. So that may that may have impacted things now, now that I think about it. But still, the fact that they're entering the portal at this point, um, you know, tells me that Miami may not be in a good spot. Um you got, I mean, you got decent guys from Miami's team leaving, leaving to go to the portal. Um, they got 16 three stars in their 2024 recruiting class. I mean, I know they say they're all about developing players and playing a whole bunch of freshmen, um, but it looks like that that development didn't happen because they're talking about going to the portal now. Um, to try to get guys to uh, to improve their play on the field. So I thought they were going to develop the freshmen that were playing a bunch of snaps against the Bethune-Cookmans and Temples and, and so forth and so on. So I say all that to say this, you know, FSU has a top three recruiting class with about, you know, four or five places remaining for some top high school players to join. Um, they'll have some attrition. They'll have some guys that will enter the transfer portal. I could think of about eight to 10 guys right now at the top of my head who they're not getting to play and they're not really going to play probably. And so we'll, we'll see some guys enter the portal. Um, I look at it this way. FSU 
coaches understand the value of retaining players. We saw that last year with, you know, Jared first, Jordan Travis, um, Trey Benson, so forth and so on, Fabian Lovett. They will they will do everything in their power to keep the players that they feel like they have to keep, that they need to keep. If you see a guy from FSU enter, enter the portal that, you you know, everybody says is talented or whatever, and maybe they've gotten to play a little bit, but they haven't been on the field a ton. What what I would what I would say to that is, for whatever reason, there's a reason why they're not on the field more or haven't been on the field more. If you know if they're if they haven't been injured, you know, for whatever reason, you know, there's a reason. They, if they were that good, they would be in the game more. Is all I'm saying, right? If they were if they were good enough to contribute uh, to FSU winning games, they would be out there on that field more. Um, so if you see some guys enter the portal and you might be kind of surprised, think about how much they've played or not played and do the math. All right. Um, also, FSU is going to be in a position of power when it comes to the transfer portal. They have arguably the best proven track record, of, tra- excuse me, track record of uh, attaining guys from the portal and putting them in positions to be productive and then and then go on to get drafted. Um, Jermaine Johnson, Jamie Robinson, or two that come right off the top of my head. Um, Trey Benson's going to be drafted. Jay Diverse is going to be drafted. Um, several several other guys are probably going to be drafted. FSU's twelve and zero, so they're they're seen as one of the top teams out there. So they are going to be in a position of leverage to get you know the the difference makers that that are needed. Um, from the transfer portal, um, you saw last year, Braden Fisk, um, and, and the coaches do a really good job of, of evaluating that talent and, and getting guys that fit the culture of FSU. Um, so when it comes to high school recruiting, FSU is going to have a top three class minimum. When it comes to the transfer portal, you know they'll probably take, I don't know, probably eight to ten guys, maybe give or take, depending on how many guys enter the portal from the roster. And those guys are going to be guys that are top, you know, top of the line um, at whatever position they play uh, because they want to, you know, guys that are really good from the transfer portal want to go to a team that can win. That's why you got Keon Coleman. Keon Coleman saw FSU last year, 10-3, prolific offense, chance to win. That's why you got Keon Coleman, right? So when you go back and look at the Floridas and the Miamis, you know, those guys don't have the track record that FSU has. Um, you know, Miami's tried to use the portal, uh, but they haven't had the same type of impact with those guys that FSU has had. Same with Florida. Both both Florida and Miami got guys from the portal, but you didn't see them on all ACC teams or all SEC teams. The way you saw Johnny Wilson, Trey Benson, Jared Verse. Fabian Lovett, um, you, you know, all these guys, Tatum Bethune, all these guys were, were all ACC last year, right? Um, you don't, you don't, you didn't see that with the Miamis and the Floridas. And so FSU is in a prime position to, there's, there's already separation, right? I know Miami wants to look at the, the scoring margin on that game of being a one score game at the end, although everybody knows. That was a fluke play to cut the lead from 14 to seven. 
Um, they want to point to that as progression. But when you really look at it, Miami literally does not have a quarterback right now. Ja'Curry Brown could play in the bowl game potentially, but there's a reason why he hasn't played all year. He wants to transfer from what I've been told. Um, they literally – Emory Williams has a broken arm, suffered against FSU. He can't play. They literally – and Van Dyke's in the portal. They literally may have to put a walk-on out there to play uh, quarterback in Miami in the bowl game. Florida. Florida – Obviously, they won a good team this year. Uh, they got they got some young talent, but you know who who's wanna who wants to go to Florida and look at that schedule that they're going to play next year, and they're not going to be good next year. They they might win six seven games tops maybe, you know. So you're gonna start hearing the noise of is Napier going to be there for the long term, right? That, that's what you're going to hear from opposing teams, and so guys from the portal want to hear that and be like. Mm. I can go to somewhere else that's more stable or whatever. So I say all that to say this FSU from a high school recruiting standpoint has the best recruiting class, um, much better than either uh, much better than Miami, Florida. We'll see. There could be some more attrition from that class. And if so, you're going to see that gap widen. When you look at players that FSU is going to get from the portal, they're going to be top of the line guys. Miami and Florida are going to be looking looking over for scraps because you still have other teams out there, your Alabamas, your Georgias, um, you know, Ohio State, you know, those, you know, those type of teams, they're also going to they don't use the portal quite as much because they have, you know, they have um, established um, high school recruiting. Right. Which is where FSU is going. Um, nowadays, uh, but they will dip into that portal and and get a, a guy at a position of need. You saw that with Alabama, with um, the safety that uh, FSU was trying to recruit. Um, the last name was Key, um, Jalen Key, I think was his name. Um, they dipped in the portal and got him, and he contributed to, for Alabama this year. Um, you know, so Florida and Miami, they're going to be fighting an uphill battle. Um, when it comes to getting guys that can be difference makers in, uh, on their team next year because they don't have the track record that FSU has. Um, they weren't very good the last two years. Um, so those guys that are really good are going to look at those programs and be like, mm, you're all right, but I can, go, I can go to FSU or I can go to Alabama or I can go to Ohio State or, you know, I can go to Oklahoma. You know, I can go to you know, wherever – there's an established track record of success. And so um, just stay tuned, man. It's um, I think FSU is going to close strong on the recruiting trail. And um, it's going to be fun to watch the the clown show uh, over over in Miami and in and, and, and Gainesville. Um, I know I know those guys like to say that that gap was closed, but it, it did not. It is not. I wrote about it after the Miami game and you can't just use one game. Um, as a measuring stick like that anyway. I mean, you Miami was going life and death with Virginia and Georgia Tech and um, who was the other team that they almost lost to? Um, you know, so, yeah, Miami is not a good team. Uh, Florida wasn't a good team. And um, FSU will do everything they can to retain the guys that they feel like they need to retain while adding those impact players from the portal. 
and um, and then close them with a strong high school class. So, yeah, just wanted to kind of give you that context regarding uh, Miami and Florida. I know Miami and, and Florida fans on social media, you know, talk reckless and, and just say all types of things. But, you know, I could see it a mile away. I knew Florida wasn't going to be good. I knew they were, were not going to hold that class together. Um, I knew Miami wasn't recruiting at the level that everybody thought they were. Um, Mario Cristobal is a good recruiter, but he's not, he's not an elite guy. I, I said it when they hired him and, you know, he had, he had the new car smell last year. He had, you know, Ruiz, you know, funding a lot of things with NIL, but, but once the games get played and you saw like, hmm, they may not be good this year. Um, the results and you know, results speaks for themselves, right? So Mario has, has, has tried to boost his high school recruiting ranking by taking a ton of three-star guys. That's something that Mike Novell could have done uh, when everybody was criticizing him for not having a really highly rated classes, you know, when they were finishing 19 and 22 or whatever. Mike was taking smaller high school, smaller numbers from the high school rankings and then using the portal to – you know, to offset that, Mike could have had top 15, a top 12 high school recruiting class if he wanted. He could have went out there and added 10 more three stars to those classes. He knew that wasn't going to that wasn't going to help FSU get to where they needed to get to. Um, had he done that, FSU would not have won the last 18 games in a row. I promise you. Um, he attacked the portal. Uh, he was ahead of the game, ahead of the curve, more so than anyone else. And so now that that approach is putting FSU in a great position to get those top guys from the portal. And at the same time, they've, they've also maneuvered in the high school rankings um, and, and, and won enough and established those relationships to get those top high school guys too. So he threaded that needle perfectly between transitioning from the portal to high school and then, you know, going back into the portal and getting guys that, that can help them win games. Um, so FSU is in a great spot. And um, it's going to be fun to watch how all this ends. And um, FSU is going to be going to be standing on, on top of that mountain and looking down on Miami like 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 where you guys at and looking at Florida like where you guys at. And um, it's a it's a beautiful place to be in. But um, again, appreciate all the support. And um, it's going to be a fun, fun, fun next uh, few weeks as uh, we close out uh, the 2024 recruiting cycle. Um, so make sure you subscribe. Make sure you turn your notifications on. If you haven't, uh, make sure you like this video. Help me get this out there to more FSU fans. And um, definitely appreciate it. And until next time, go Knowles. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.